It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. WDAS FM, Philadelphia, HD1, and iHeartRadio Station. Radio station. Welcome to this edition. Of headlines with Frankie Darcel, a public service show from 105.3 WDAS FM. We welcome your questions and comments. Join in on the conversation online at WDASFM.com and on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Now, here's your host, Frankie Darcel. And good morning. It is February 5th, 2015. Thank you so much for joining us for Headlines. I am so excited each and every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. and moving forward for the month of February and the first weekend in each month, I will be presenting the Empowerment Women Series. And gentlemen, we invite you to join in on this conversation. And we're going to be focusing not only on issues concerning women, but along the way. We'll be talking about those issues concerning men. So, fellas, thank you for joining us in the conversation. And we really can't have conversation about women without the input of men. So we'll do that along the way. But there will be topics where we specifically focus on issues concerning men as well, children, family, teens, uh, moving forward in 2017. And not only will we talk about some of the challenges that we face, we'll also, uh, in addition, talk about what some of those resolutions are and how we can improve our lives from a health, wealth, and a social, uh, spiritual uh, perspective. So today, I am so excited to have three women who will be joining me that I'm sure you will find the conversation uh, to be very intriguing. In addition to that, uh, I was so uh, excited this week to have a conversation uh, with R&B recording artist Chrisette Michelle, uh, who had some major challenges, and those challenges continue. She and I spoke one-on-one about her decision to participate in the 2017 presidential inaugural uh, event. She received a lot of backlash, quite a bit of support, but a huge backlash. We'll talk with her about Spike Lee. And uh, the decision for Spike Lee to remove her uh, from his CD uh, from a Netflix premiere that he has coming up there very, very soon. In addition to that, uh, she talked about uh, as well how it affected her personally uh, and uh, being a woman, um, how that would have affected her decision had she been a man. We're going to talk about all of that coming up just a little bit. It is 701. The number is 215-263. 1053, you can join the conversation uh, in Jersey, Philadelphia, around the country. And if you're listening on iHeartRadio, anywhere around the world, let me say hello to my friends around the country and around the world that listen to the show on a regular basis. Uh, let me say hello to you as well. If you'd like to call, we'd love to hear from you. No matter where you are in the country or the world, you can reach me toll free at 877-894-1053. Now, each year, We also present uh, the Women of Excellence Luncheon, and uh, we're glad to be honoring some phenomenal women uh, from the tri-state area. It is our third annual Women of Excellence Luncheon presented by Gwyneth Mercy University and uh, phillyjustice.com. It's going to be on Saturday, April 1st, 11 until 5 uh, at the new location, the Sheraton, Philadelphia downtown on 17th and Race. Uh, The honorees this year, Dr. Ellen Jo Waller, uh, First Lady of E9 
on Tabernacle Church, City Councilwoman uh, Jamie L. Blackwell of District 3, Sue Serio of uh, Fox 29, a reporter and a weather anchor, uh, Julie Crocker Graham, President and CEO of the Philadelphia Convention and Visitors Bureau, and Jacqueline Grace, Vice President and Assistant General Manager at Harris, Philadelphia. Uh, our very special Trailblazing Women of Excellence Award is a woman I've known for a very long time. She is incredible, a phenomenal woman, and um, uh, she has supported a number of events that I've participated in over uh, the years, and uh, this year we will be honoring um, Susan L. Taylor, uh, who is the Editor-in-Chief Emeritus of uh, Essence Magazine and founder and CEO of the National Cares Mentoring Movement. Uh, Since her days uh, of working with um, Essence Magazine, she has created an incredible organization addressing uh, the needs, concerns of young women uh, and young people in our community. It is called National Cares Mentoring Movement, which is awesome. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. at WDASFM.com. Get them early. Please don't call me later and say, Frankie, I will sit in a chair against the wall once it sells out. Once it sells out, there will be no more tickets. They go on sale tomorrow morning. At 10 a.m., there's going to be lunch, no hidden fees at all. And if you'd like to nominate a woman who you think should be recognized as a local woman of excellence within our community, uh, you can log on as well to our website and make that nomination 105 words or less. Uh, it will end on February 19th uh, at midnight. And uh, keep listening for uh, us to let you know who's going to be at the Women of Excellence uh luncheon who will be performing um we look forward to that so it's our third annual wdas women of excellence luncheon brought to you in part by gwinnett mercy uh, university philadelphia.com um and driven by uh barbara's autoland and brought to you in part by uh cedarwoods care management Lourdes health system always best care philly and delaware gift of life pgw platinum productions and the mother's day music festival and of course, what a 5.3 WTAS. So, got that out. Don't forget those tickets go on sale tomorrow morning. So, let me introduce my guest. And I am so glad to have these amazing women uh, in on the conversation. Pam Tuck, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Up early this morning. Thank you for your time. Thank you for joining us. She is the author of a number of books. Um, one that I think you should pick up. ASAP is called As Fast as Words Could Fly. Uh, you could get that book online. I'll give you more of that uh, coming up in just uh, a little bit. But a great story to tell. Um, and she tells those stories as well as uh, she has in the book that she wrote with her father, Pam. Welcome to the conversation, okay? Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Ebony Williams is joining me as well. She's a Temple University grad with a master's in uh, elementary education from Drexel. She founded uh, Everyday Everyday Transitions in 2014, uh, which was born out of a pain of transitioning into her purpose. Uh, She is also the founder of the uh, Philadelphia Full-Figured Pageant uh, with the theme that calls Loving All of Me. Welcome to uh, this edition of Headlines, Ebony. Good morning. Uh, well, first of all, let me welcome you to the show by potting up your mic. Good morning, <laughs> Ebony. How are you? Good morning, Frankie. Thank you so much for having me. Good. You hear her weekly on the show, and uh, uh, she talks so passionately about what's going on in one of the finest newspapers uh, in the city of Philadelphia. Are you surprised I said finest? No, I'm just like, I'm just like honored. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> 
I know Catherine Hicks is like, ooh. Yes, one of the <laughs> finest newspapers uh, in the city of Philadelphia. I am so glad to have Monica Peters. Um, and Monica just has a, a, a plethora of experience in public relations and working in media, even connected to uh, some initiatives with the White House and the like. And yes. you've been doing media and public relations and been on demand, yes. for real on demand, yes. for a long time. <laughs> good to finally have you in the studio. Yes, glad to be here. Glad to be here, Frankie. Good, good, good. good. So let me start with this. And I want to talk with women as well. There are women getting up this morning that are preparing to go to work. And I will be the first one to tell you, um, actually, March 4th will be a year number four that I've uh, lived here in the uh, city of Philadelphia. The time has gone by so quickly. And, uh, yeah, it's four years uh, in the city of Philadelphia. I want to start. I want to start with you, Pam. Um, you know, you're an author. Uh, you've written novels um, as well. Uh, you're a mom. Um, the first thing is that we give so much so often to so many that we yeah. forget to give to ourselves. Yes. And I have to remind. Uh, I'm the daughter. I'm the mother of one. Uh, once married, um, my husband when they, when he when he was around, <laughs> having having a husband going through a, trans, a transition of becoming single again, raising yeah. raising a daughter, and 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 that's one of the reasons why I don't use the term, you know, when people say, "Oh, you're a single parent," they don't refer to my former husband. Uh, as yeah. a single parent, and you notice I don't say use the term X because I believe with women in particular, pick a, pick an ethnicity that there's so many labels that label us as women. One, I don't use the the term X because it sounds so horrible. Right, mm-hmm. he is my former. <laughs> he's my mm-hmm. he's my former husband. Um, I don't use the term single parent. I am a custodial parent because when you say single, single yeah. parent comes with so many negative narratives. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. your, your sure child does. is less likely to be this. They're, you know, less likely to graduate. Your daughter's going to be more likely to end up pregnant. I shattered all of that. Yeah. If yeah. you want to get into a conversation with me about wonderful brilliance, talk to me about my daughter. I guarantee you I will take 30 minutes. <laughs> I will take 30 minutes to tell you how amazing yeah. this young woman is. And being a parent is not for people without courage. That's right. That's true. So mm-hmm. true. Yeah. So, true. so, Pam, let me start with you. When you talk about, you know, being a parent and, and, and balancing all of that and keeping your own sanity yes. and not feeling guilty about it. Yes. Well, I can relate to you most definitely because, actually, I grew up as an only child. And I have 11 children now. Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes, I, so you were an only child, and you yes. had, you were going to make sure that they had somebody to play with. <laughs> of course. Of course. And you know, and I did birth all of my children. People look at me and say, do you have all of those children? <laughs> yes, I did. Amen. I all of those children. And she looks fabulous. I just want people to tell you. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. thank you so much. But I can relate to you because, um, you know, I just recently lost my husband, as I shared with you yesterday. I recently lost my husband in 2004. And, you know, I don't want that title either as a single mom, Mm -hmm. you know, because Mm -hmm. I know the foundation that my husband and I lay for our children. I know the negative connotation that comes along with being a single mother. And I don't doubt single mothers. It's just that the society Right. Like you said, a negative connotation on, you know, the term. So I consider myself a widowed mother, mm-hmm, you know, and mm-hmm. I know exactly what you mean. But getting back to what you were saying about the balancing act, first of all, I had to get accustomed 
<laughs> to having a large family. And thank God they came one at a time, except for the twins. Mm-hmm. So they gave me practice as each one came. But uh, <laughs> but to, to be honest with you, a lot of people ask me, you know, uh, as a mother of 11 children, you know, they want to know, how do you do it? How do you write? How do you find time to write? And I basically tell them, I don't find time. Mm-hmm. I steal the time and play catch up later. Yeah. Basically what I'm saying is I make the time. And it's all about prioritizing. It's all about having your own goals and passions and working it into a realistic goal. Yeah. And whatever you want to do, you can work it in as long as you can remember the simple rule. The word can't, mm. C-A-N, is the word, it's, are the first three letters of the word can't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's can't. Apostrophe T is just an additive. It's up to you to decide whether or not you want to put the apostrophe and the T. It's not connected to the word can't. You know, so, I'm just going to have so much fun this morning. <laughs> this this is just great. I'm, I'm so glad I'm doing the show this morning. Yes. yes. That was so, amazing, yeah. Yeah, so I just take that, you know, and it's all about, think about what you can do, not what you can't do. You focus on what you can do. And, of course, it's a daily battle, you know, to keep yourself encouraged, but you have to encourage yourself. Mm-hmm. And you have to believe in yourself because before you you have to believe in yourself. Right. Absolutely. Now, how do how do you find that time when you need some downtime? What do you do when you find that moment when you're not even writing? What do you, what do you do? What do you do when you have to replenish your own spirit emotionally, physically, and mentally? Well, that's that's simple. You have to take the time away from everybody and everything. You have to Mm -hmm. have some mommy time, some me time. Fortunately for me, I do have older children. Um Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Um, and basically when I when I reach that point, well, a lot of them are out of the house now because they're in school, but if they're all at home and I reach that point, I just simply ask them, you know, to watch the little ones or do this or do that. And I will go quietly go somewhere and pray. And most of the time, you know, when I fall down on my bended knees and I talk to the one who made me, you know, he can lift my heart, lift my spirits, you know, and a lot of times I have a a spiritual connection with the Lord and that gives me peace every day. Because, you know, as the word says, you know, you acknowledge him first, you know, in all your ways and he will direct your path. All right. All right. I love that. Ebony, Ebony Williams, your thought, you know, how do you balance it? How do you, how do you, how do you make sure that you stay your priority without neglecting yourself and taking care of everyone else? Well, the way I do it is, um, part of what the business name is trans everyday transitions and by transition meaning taking regrets and nonsense seriously internalizing it 
throwing it out, never to be held captive by it again. Mm-hmm. So that acronym mm-hmm. is basically how I now do what I what I do in mm-hmm. terms of I'm the only child and I had an only child mm-hmm. and he's 21. So I don't have the day to day interaction with him. Mm-hmm. But working in the field where you talk about and advocate for children mm-hmm. and for me everyday transitions every day is a new day to transition into a new you and i am an advocate for anyone who's willing to kind of prepare today for tomorrow's success and how i really do it is i make sure i am not a hypocrite mm-hmm. i don't say anything that i too am not going through or doing or doing the work because change mm-hmm. ultimately is an inside job and you got to be willing to to kind of transition from your pain to your purpose yeah and i just encourage that in everyone whether it's on a small scale as a one-on-one in a workshop or in a conference my goal is always to kind of that each one reach one teach one so that um by being transparent and open about my own experiences whether it's been you know in the past of being you know, suicidal just from mm-hmm. wanting to um, be rid of all the toxicity that you just face every day. And um, like Pam, t- just praying and praying to God that uh, to keep me and give me a reason and having got a reason when I fell backwards down 10 steps and lived mm-hmm. to tell about it. The Lord whispered in my ear, who are you to take that back? And from that point, um, whether it's individual counseling and then um, being a part of um, accepting that uh, I was a part of a sexual abuse survivor ministry and just basically making a, a, a promise mm-hmm. to myself first, to my family, to my friends, that you do have to sometimes distance yourself, create healthy boundaries, and um, um, work it back in when you, you're ready. You talk about, you talk about right. from, you talked about your ministry yes. uh, and being a part of some of those ministries. Yes. And I want you to share what you feel that um, you want to be comfortable with sharing. Yes. But there are a lot of people, uh, a lot of women, men and women, uh, and I want the fellows to be able to engage this. And ladies, if you'd like to join the conversation, gentlemen, uh, the phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you to join the conversation as well. Um, that sometimes uh, we will allow what has happened uh, in our past to become too present present in our and too prevalent in our present absolutely um, and how you can separate those two those two things let me let me bring monica peters uh into the conversation uh as well and you you know it's interesting because even during the introduction uh monica uh we were talking about you know whether you're married whether you have children yes. um not married and you haven't had children I haven't had children yet and i'm so glad that you asked that question because pe- there's this misperception that if you're single with no kids that you have it easier than a woman who's married Mm. with kids Mm -hmm. or um there's this uh, unfortunate perception that you're not really a real woman as a woman who's married if you are single with no kids Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that's we have to kind of change that because single women has have as much responsibilities as women with children Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and people society for whatever reason does not want to acknowledge that do you know how hard it is to manage your personal life and your business. And when I say personal life, it's hard when you're growing as a business or just growing in whatever your passion is. And you have to take the time out to find somebody who's good for you, who fits into that. Right. Those are real issues. The divorce rate is like, what, 75 percent? Mm. You know, and you have to think about those things. And oftentimes black women, we have to even if you don't have kids, you have to take care of other people in your family. Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. still real. You paying your mortgage, somebody else's mortgage. <laughs> Ron, Ron, locked up. You're like, it's like because people think, oh, the single lady got 
got the money. She don't. She don't got no kids. She, mm-hmm. And it's like this pressure that you feel, mm-hmm. you know. And so, um, and, and single women who got their stuff together, they plan to have families. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's work. You know, you know, it's cr- it's crazy because once I went through my financial and physical work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it's interesting because when I when I went through my divorce and there are people who 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 you know have been that route. Um, and you know, the dating game changed a lot. Mm-hmm. And you know, a, a male friend of mine said, you know, Frankie, they put a lot more salt in the game since you were single <laughs> you know, you know but but yeah they put a lot of salt new, new salt in the game since you were single um just that perception and women who even have the perception that well i am married and the perception of i'm married means that i'm happy and being married doesn't necessarily mean that you're happy you know when you talk about you know well, i've got a man i've got a husband but do you have a loving relationship and we talk about even children uh and and being in perfect situations the, the best situation to raise a child of course, and I think everybody would agree, when there is a, a, a mom and a dad in the home, but it needs to be a mom and a dad in a very loving home Yes, um, yes. where they get the opportunity to be able to see how a woman treats her husband right. and how a husband treats Absolutely. you know, her, her man. I have a great friend of mine, a male friend of mine, who said that he's been in a relationship for five years now. And the woman and his parents have been married for 52 years. He said, Frankie, and she is on my head about getting married. He said, but she believes because my parents have been married for 52 years that I'll make a great husband. He said, my mother has been sleeping in the bedroom for the last 25 years. And my father has been in the basement. He said, they don't talk. They just have decided to live in the same home. So the key is to assure that you have a loving home. Mm -hmm. Healthy, healthy. And and healthy. And absolutely to be able to Mm -hmm. assure that your child it's an opportunity um, to see a, a great relationship. All right. So what we're going to do, we're going to take this break. My guest, again, is Pamela M. Tuck, author Pamela M. Tuck, Monica Peters of the phenomenal Philadelphia Sunday Sun, Everyday Transitions, Ebony Williams. And, of course, we want you to join in on this conversation. We're going to talk about marriage coming up next. We're going to talk about, as well, balancing um, your time uh, and your relationships. Um, well, not, when I say that, it could be your job relationship. Mm-hmm. It could be your beloved that you have in your, your home. And, oh, my goodness, we're going to talk about uh, educating our children in the 21st century, which is a tough challenge that people um uh, don't like to talk about sometimes, but it is a very critical, serious issue yes. in terms of where do you educate your children and all the activities that they're involved in? How do you set up a schedule um, mm-hmm. to be able to do that? I had one, mm-hmm. Pam, mm-hmm. And, and and her schedule was busy. How do you set your priorities for what yes. you do, where you go, um, and, and, and how you participate in those? And of course, we'll talk with Chrisette Michelle, who performed at the inauguration uh, of of the POTUS. <laughs> we'll do that next. And of course, we'll take your phone calls. We're 105.3 WDAF. 105.3 WDAF. Phone lines are open for your questions and comments. Now, back to headlines with Frankie Darcel on 105.3 WDAS. 215-263-1053 is the number. 877-894-1053 is the number. The show is called Headlines. My guest is author Pam M. Tuck, uh, author of a number of books. Uh, the book currently out is As Fast 
as words could fly. And I'm going to give you the information on how you can get that. She is the founder of Everyday Transitions here in the city of Philadelphia. Ebony Williams uh, is joining us. Uh, Also joining us from the Philadelphia Sunday Sun. So good to have in the studio with us as well, Monica Peters. Again, ladies, welcome. Welcome to Headlines. Good morning. And thank you for getting up real early, supporting (laughs) supporting the sister. I appreciate that. Um, And Pam, when I was talking to you on yesterday, one of the things I said to Pam, (laughs) 630, I told Ebony and and, and I was saying to um, Monica as well, you meet me here at 630. And I said, you know, Pam, it's like 650 in the morning. Um, And and each of them, but here we are. So it comes to support as well. What do you what do you what do you say in terms of the network opportunities? And are we doing what we should be doing, particularly as women, to support each other in the areas that we should support? And what do you what do you say, Monica? Women, we don't support each other enough. There are are there women that support each other. Absolutely. But there's still a problem where women see each other as competition Mm -hmm. instead of supporting one another. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's a problem across the board. Black, white. Or, or what have you, mm-hmm. and we really have to change the way because because the way society is set up, we've always been taught since birth as women to compete. What do we compete for? You got to grow up and get a husband. So as soon as a man's in the room, women are just competing. I know you notice this, you know. <laughs> so we're just taught from the gate to compete, and that kind of falls into business. Mm-hmm. Like we'll, as a woman, we'll see a man doing his thing, and we would never call him aggressive. We like he's a good businessman. He's doing what he's doing, and they're networking. But then and we'll want to network with them. And then we'll see women in the room who may be doing the same thing as us. And instead of saying, well, no, let me work with that sister because we're in the same field. We'll kind of compete with them because we feel like they're a threat. Like there can only be one successful of us, not two of us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, that is a problem. And we really, especially in this day and time, we have got to learn to, to stick together and support one another because there will be no one outside of our community supporting us. Yeah. Evelyn? And um. I totally agree with everything you just said. But one of the things that I found being a fairly new business, unfortunately, too too many people don't share. Like they literally, you feel sometimes they're even misinforming you and then like kind of sit back and wait, watch you squirm or how you figure it out. And one of the things, and, and, and Frankie, we, we do this often, we able, we, we share the information or the knowledge. If I if you're doing something and I know you're doing it and I know a person who can help make that uh path smoother. And also I found that especially on social media, um, when I see stuff come across and I see positive things happening, I read it, I check up on it, and then I share it. And the same people who sh- stuff you share, you send them stuff and you never see it. And it's just it's that so disappointing it's, to it's, me. It's, 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 that is that is that is just so yeah. I'm, that is just so disappointing. By me not being a selfish person, whether it's in in any area, it often feels like wow, like you really couldn't just hit the share button. And I share everything that you share, and then you're the same. And one. let me just be real mm-hmm. clear because mm-hmm. and and I get your stuff, and I know how to like things, you know. Mm-hmm. So so know that, and I share in, on some of the social media. So if you see something I didn't share, please know it's because I probably didn't know oh, how yeah. to do it. I know you're, and I know you're busy, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. it's just yeah. it's just some of the more intentional it's, people, yeah. especially when you feel like they're doing the same thing. I've had yeah. people say to me, oh, oh, I do that too. And I'll just flip it around and say, oh, great. Because we can say the same exact thing. And yeah. It'll resonate yeah. In yeah. Let me go, let me go to Pam. Pam, what's your perspective mm-hmm. on that? Are we supporting each other in the mm-hmm. areas you think that we should and how? What's your thought yeah. on that? No, we're not. I agree both with Monica and Ebony, you know, on that. We as women, as Monica said, we are 
competing with one another and as Ebony just stated, you know, afraid to share with one another and that's that's the, the hindrance right there. You know, mm-hmm. I think she popped out on yeah. me for a second. Are you there? All right. Yeah. You, you know, and, and I think Monica mentioned this uh, earlier, you know, from a societal perspective. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. You know, with young men, they're taught to play peewee league. You know, uh, they played peewee football or, you know, they they had options available to them. And Mm -hmm. so they were able to learn how to compete on the field. They they learned early that there were opportunities where you competed and one person won, one person lost. And they would leave the athletic field and then go play together. As girls, you know, growing up, we don't have that option. We don't we don't have the options. We don't have you know, we weren't raised in an area uh, or a time where, you know, girls are learned to compete. But still love. It's the right. same thing for boys who are taught to, uh, in, in peewee and uh, peewee league. And then what happens is they become men and they compete in the boardroom. But mm-hmm. then they leave and they go have a cocktail together. Right. And and we're not taught that. But that is one of the reasons why I am such an advocate of uh, girls being involved in mm-hmm. athletic programs. It teaches you how to win, how to lose, and still be a great competitor. Right. And that's one of the differences in terms of how, as a gender, we're treated uh, so so differently. I have always been an individual that believed in the network. When I had an opportunity to meet Pamela, I just said, oh, my goodness, you would make such a great. I just enjoyed <laughs> the conversation. And here we are. Um, and with Monica, I believe it is each one teach one for real. What you what you do speak so loud. I cannot hear what you're saying. Right. It is incumbent, and resp- I have a responsibility in the area that I am in to be able to reach and teach every sister and give each of them. And when I say that, when I say sister, I mean S-I-S-T-E-R and S-I-S-T-A. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because to whom much ex- is given, much is required. And I must lead by example because I'm raising a girl. Yes. I'm raising a young woman to be a, a, a strong uh, woman. And, you know, even that alone by suggesting to say that she has to be strong because society forces you to be that. Yes. And society forces you to be that in terms of being a woman of color uh, uh, in America. Yes, absolutely. And, and it's funny because. When you say each one teach one, that has to be in action. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many powerful black women that I know? And they make good money. They're not sharing those resources. They're not mm-hmm. bringing up the younger generation of women because they feel those younger generation of women are their competition. Wow. And they're, they're doing what I call lazy mentoring, mm-hmm. meaning that I'll give you some advice over coffee or whatever. But you know, like I know, 
that woman's success depends on you bringing, actually bringing that young woman in your circle so she can make the same salary as you do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. having great advice and being a great person, that's great, but that don't really pay bills. Mm-hmm. That don't get you that car. That don't allow you to have enough money set aside to start a family. Yeah. And it, and it's not really, it's it's, it's definitely, you know, and not to slam the, the older woman, because I got some older yeah. women that are in my circle that do the darn thing. They they they, they about, about it. They about that life. Mm-hmm. But we really have to change the way uh, we mentor "Quote unquote." What, do you, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? So when you say mentor, because see, so you, you know, should be a be, champion instead of a mentor. And I could give you advice. Okay, that ain't really right. helping. I mean, it's helping you because here, here's the thing. Because I think sometimes that it, it be you male or female, but I think for the sake of the conversation, mm-hmm. mentoring for sure is giving you information and then giving you access. Yes, it's not walking up to you and knocking on the doors for a job opportunity. That's right. Right? So when I say that I'm going to mentor a young person, I'm going to mentor you. I'm going to give you information. I'm going to give you opportunity. And I'm going to give you access. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, how you mold that as I share the information with you, because here's the thing. A lot of that comes from insecurity that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. The only reason I'm afraid or I have a fear, Mm -hmm. Monica, of sharing with you, because I have a fear of my own failure if I share with you. Mm -hmm. Right. You see what I'm saying? And for me on this Sunday morning, right? for me on this Sunday morning, I know that God is going to make sure that I get everything that I'm supposed to have. So I don't have a fear of sharing that with you or having you in my circle or in my space. And here's the thing, and it has never failed me, for every young male or female that I have worked with and given to and shared information with, and I'm so proud of them. The blessings have come back to me sixfold. Yes. And I like what you say, Frankie, because what you... You just hit on what I was getting ready to say. Operate from a standpoint of abundance. Because mm-hmm. right. when you do that, people will feel that, that abundance. And nobody, and when you operate from a place of abundance, nobody can take nothing from right. you. Right. Because and, there's a difference when people think, because I've, I've mentored some folk mm-hmm. who have not done their own work. Mm-hmm. See, as much as I'm to give you information and share that information with you, there's work that you must do. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Pam, you'll know. if, if some, and, I, and I have, because I've written two mm-hmm. books and I've done a book on tape. So I know what it takes to write the book. And people will say, well, Frank, you know, I'm looking at writing a book or I want to get into radio, you know. Well, okay, so what do you think I should do? Well, this is what you should do. This is how you should start. Get a recorder. See, I'm talking to the recorder. It's almost as if some folk want me to write the book. I can't write the book. Pam, Pam, respond to that and then Ebony. Yes, yeah. Well, now I feel the same way, and I'm coming from from a parental standpoint. Um, You know, we always taught our children, you know, your blessings and your gift is like an open hand. Mm-hmm. If you close it, nothing can come in and nothing, nothing can come out. out. Amen. You know, but if you leave it open, you can receive and you can give. And this is the way we teach our children across the board, you know, just being given your gift. You're given a gift, you work that gift, and you use that gift to help change the minds of others. And it goes back to what you said, Frankie, about the confidence. Because if you are sure about yourself and believing in yourself, what you have, no one can take your gift from you. Absolutely. All they can do is enhance it. Um, and like you, when I share my information, people come up to me all the time. They want, Everybody has a story, and they want to know, how do you get started? Well, I, I transitioned from self-publishing into traditional publishing, so I have a lot of experience on both you know, ends of the spectrum. And I freely share it because their story is their story. And if they can be successful, well, that gives me a little gratification and encourages me, mm-hmm, hey, mm-hmm. I did something that can help someone else be successful, so why not turn that around and you know, for my own success. So it's all about sharing and caring. Uh, absolutely. And on, in addition to that, it's also with the mentoring and the sharing and caring, the, the key is 
not assuming that people already have a frame of reference because it's a lot of grown folk who really didn't have that nurturing or have those seeds planted in them. Now, they may have had to kind of outsource and and get it from other ways, but I think it's very important to to recognize that you you may be the first who who has shared something. You've Mm -hmm. now laid the foundation that the people can then, like you said, grow and research and do more with the new information. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just um, extremely important to kind of recognize people's learning styles, um, where, where, who else they have in their circle that may or may not be supportive and helping them to gain the strength to get the wings to fly. And, you know, and I think I want to piggyback on something Ebony said earlier, before we take this break and come back, Chrisette Michelle uh, is on the other side of this break. And of course, my incredible guests that are joining me uh, is the uh, conversation about being able to share, you know, um, you cannot continue to have your hand out like a cup mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. and only expect to get some assistance when you don't give some. In in order for people to support you, people have got to see, see that you're supportive. Yes. And I and I say to my daughter all the time, you know, when you do community service, which is something she we she just grew up doing. Right. When you do community service and you're looking for support in different areas, don't always look for the support to come back from the person that just supported you. Exactly. That support mm-hmm. might come from some somewhere totally different, somewhere totally out of a, mm-hmm. a, a a different area. But when you support people and you look for support. People will support you because they see you supporting other people. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So true. You know, and not everybody can help you when you want them to be helped. Because mm-hmm. I tell you, sometimes I just don't have the time. Right. And when we talk about working on ourselves, I had to learn how to say no. Yeah. I had yeah. to learn how to say no for yes, my own help and my own benefit. However, I will tell people, and you can hold me to it as I, the two, three million people that are listening right now, when people will say, Frankie, can you assist me with this or can you assist me with that? Let me just be real clear right now. This is just not a good time for me. Right. Yeah. Before, I used to say, oh, sure, oh, sure, oh, sure. And I look at my emails or I'm getting the phone calls and I'm totally overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So in order for me, one, to be effective, Two, to keep my word. And three, to be honest with the individual that I'm talking to. I was like, this right now is a bad time for me. I would love to be able to help you. Send me an email. I'll give you what I can. Uh And then moving forward, check with me in another month or two months. And I'll let you know where I am because, uh-huh. you know, you can sometimes spread yourself so thin that everybody's getting help. But you, yeah. you know, I've got to take this break. We're going to come back with my incredible guest and we'll talk with Chrisette Michelle. With Frankie Darcel on 105.3 WDAS. And again, thank you so much for joining us. So good to have in the studio um, as we wrap up 59 minutes with Frankie Darcel goes so quickly. It is headlines each and every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. I am definitely going to have to have you ladies back uh, on the show. It's been yes. a great conversation. Yes. You know, we didn't get a chance to talk about this morning as well. Uh, the the influence of women on raising daughters and women on raising Young men. I mean, it is it is a huge conversation uh, that we can have, but we'll go from there. But Pam, let me give you an opportunity as we get ready to wrap up um, your uh, your thought as we get ready to close and let people know where they can get your latest book as fast as words could fly. 
Oh, right. Thank you so much. Well, my book can be purchased anywhere online, wherever books are sold. And also, you can visit my website, www.pamelamazonmarytuck.com. All right. Great. Ebony, thank you so much for closing comments. And uh, you've got an event coming up in September uh, that focuses on full-figure women, and yes. it's a pageant to show all of your fabulosity. Yes. Um, the 2017 Miss Philadelphia Four-Figure Pageant theme is Loving All of Me. And we are accepting uh, con- inquiries for contestants. You have to have to be a Philadelphia resident, age 14 and up. Um, I mean, size 14 and up and age 21 and up, willing to compete in four categories, talent, swimwear, no nudity, and it's whatever you would wear to the beach. Does mm-hmm. not have to mm-hmm. be a bathing suit, mm-hmm. evening wear, and questions. Mm-hmm. And it will be at the Venice Island Theater on September 16th. And ladies, come on. We want to have, have you stretch your stuff and show the world to help embrace full-figure beauty. And we need you. Website is everydaytransitions.com. And visit us and come on, get your girlfriends, tell somebody to uh, uh, be willing to compete and be crowned Miss Philadelphia four-figure queen. All right, great. All right, Monica, uh, every week, uh, the Philadelphia Sunday Sun, for me, it is a must-read. And I got to tell you, because of my nourishment for the soul, which I do each week at 640, talking about being busy. But I promise we're going to have, we're going to start, uh, this is at March. I'll have my place in the, great, okay, I promise, that's a promise. I think. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to it. I'm Thank you so in. much. So what's happening with the paper this week? Okay. Uh, I know we're short on time. So we have part two of our series of human trafficking in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of our stories are online. So if you didn't get a chance to uh, pick up the paper for part one, everything's online. So uh, definitely want to check that out. And this issue is celebrating Black History Month, mm-hmm. Black Excellence uh, across the board. And uh, also, February 12th, put it on your calendars, uh, there is a play debuting uh, in Ardmore, uh, Mother Emanuel. It's, it's a play about the nine slain members of the, uh, the church in Charleston, South mm-hmm, Carolina. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Emanuel AME Church. So okay. this is probably the first play in the area dealing with that, dealing with the persons uh, who were mm-hmm. unfortunately and tragically slain in that incident. Yeah. And, we have, and, of course, we have food, the Caribbean food truck, like black-owned food truck in Center City, University City. That's the best Caribbean food ever had. <laughs> okay, great. Really great. Looking okay. forward to that. And as far as me, you can catch me at um, Genius in Collaboration. So my website is gncpr.com. G like Georgia and like Nancy, C like Kat. P like Paul, R like Robert.com. Gncpr.com. Good. Good. And the Philadelphia Sunday Sun online website, is? Website, phyllasun.com. All right, great. Ladies, thank you so much. Pamela M. Tuck, author Pamela M. M. Tuck. And Pam, you're going to have to do my show again. You promised that, right? <laughs> this time of the morning and also monica peters thank you so much ebony williams had an opportunity to speak with chrisette michelle who received a lot of uh criticism for performing uh at the inaugural uh ball with uh the current potus uh this is that conversation and i started by saying hello good thank you yeah good very 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 good so chrisette it was the performance at the inauguration um that was seen and heard around the world and definitely talked about on Twitter. Uh, what to you about it? What happened and why? Let's have that discussion. Uh, it happened. It yeah. heard around the world. Um, and there are so many different uh, opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel awful that we've, you know, uh, said that all of black America is, you know, black Twitter. And that's the only voice that uh, black people have. 
um, because Black Twitter has been has been fairly vocal um, in a way that wasn't favorable. Um, and then there are people who were so excited about it in newspapers who covered it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but but people, I think, have the number one question, and that's why'd you do it? Yeah, um, I did it because because I felt like we needed to be seen, we needed to be there, our faces needed to be represented, um, and I just felt like we were underrepresented. I, there were literally three black people in the room of 20,000 uh, at the inaugural uh, event, and, and it was just, it was, it was staggering. No, you know, I didn't vote for Trump, but but I don't think that we should, as a people, disappear. With that, because we know we, they know what black folks look like. And to put that, your performance oh, and I'm your not, career... Frankie, I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not sure. You're not sure. And I, know yeah. I, I might sound like I'm just kidding, yeah. but but with what I've been hearing and, and, and with the statements that have been made, you know, suddenly it's, it's African-American history month. Uh, you know, I don't know if they know. You know, I don't know if they have any, you know, folks who they say, hey, girl, I'm coming over for Sunday dinner. Uh, I don't know if they know what we look like, and I'm being very sincere. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious as to who they think they're talking to. And, and so I have to say, this is this is she. Yeah. Uh, what 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 say you? Yeah. Did you think at all though that you were being used to appease Black America for diversity by the administration or the inaugural planning committee? And that's pretty much the perception that people had with all of the performers. Two questions: Do you think? And I and I say quote used to justify that Black America really wanted to embrace this administration, one. And two, Jennifer Holliday uh, backed out, Mm -hmm. and she said, two, uh, talked about being um, pretty much, you know, vilified uh, on social media. Um, But she backed out, and you didn't tell people until a day or two before the performance uh, that you would be performing. So if you could just respond to those two things for me. So so two things. Um, I was asked to perform seven days before the inauguration, um, and when I was asked to perform, we were leaving uh, to go to Barbados because I had another performance there. Uh, whether, you know, people know the facts or not is, is one thing. But, you know, deciding on the facts based on, you know, you know, hearsay is, is, mm-hmm. is disappointing. But we signed the contract to perform at the inaugural ball two days before the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was after going back and forth, you know, with contractual uh negotiations like you do with any other performance yeah um so there wasn't any time for me to tell or not to tell anybody when when it was announced that i was performing i hadn't even signed the contract yet um and i think that was maybe three or four days um not even maybe Mm -hmm. maybe two or three days before the the inaugural ball so Mm -hmm. you know i I definitely didn't hide um anything from anybody and how can you hide performing at the inaugural ball Mm -hmm. that wouldn't have that wouldn't have made mm-hmm. any sense. You know, after Jennifer Holiday came out publicly, mm-hmm. were you hesitant at all about whether or not, and you said the contract wasn't signed, were you hesitant at all as to how you thought people would respond? I'll be honest with you. I feel like Jennifer Holiday was bullied um, out of performing. I think that she wanted to perform, and because she was afraid of what people thought, she didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that was disappointing. Yeah. I feel like as as a woman or as a person, you should be able to make your own decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we take away people's freedom when we bully them into into making decisions. Mm-hmm. I think she was bullied. So do you think unfairly. that? So did you take the position I'm not going to be bullied? That was part of it, definitely. I mean, I definitely turned my phone off. Um, again, I was in Barbados, mm-hmm. so I definitely turned my phone off. I, you know. Uh, turned off social media, um, and and I definitely made the decision for myself. I sang a gospel song in a Basquiat skirt. 
Um, I don't know if you can make a bigger statement as an artist mm-hmm. at that event. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that people knew what I was going to sing. I don't think that people uh, who were upset watched. And I still don't think that they understand the point. And, and, and that's OK. People are always you know, going to have differing opinions. Mm-hmm. So so now that the uh, last hum has been performed, would you do it again? Mm-hmm. Would you do it differently? Um, would you would you uh, make the same decision knowing now what you know about whether or not you would perform? Yeah, I think that what came out of this was was conversation. Um, and I think that I am a conversation starter. I think this time um, I'm not going to let the conversation die with a song. A lot of times as an artist, you get on stage, you stake your claim, you say what you think. And then when the show is over, you kind of, you know, tuck your tail between your legs and go home. Uh, but not this time. I've, I've decided to create production around this, mm-hmm. um, to create a podcast around this, a website, nopoliticalgenius.com uh, around this. Um, and I've received a lot of support already, and it's yeah. only been a week out. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for the future. No, I don't regret it. The, I, I heard your No uh, Political Genius um, piece that you released right after that, and I heard uh, literally from your soul your passion in that. Did this hurt you? Did it hurt your feelings? Not just as an artist. Um, thank but... you. That, that's a good question. Oh, thank you very that's much, Cassette. <laughs> no, well, you know, because that's, you know, that's kind of, you know, the human side. You know, like... Did you, did you did you get your feelings hurt, girl? Like, you know, yeah, we want to stand up for what we believe in. Yeah, we want to see the country different. Yeah, we're afraid. This is this is not fun. But how do you feel? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a part of me is disappointed in who people think I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that you know, being at so many NAACP events and speaking at so many uh, historically black uh, colleges and universities. And, and speaking out against injustice at shelters and, and, and you know, on, on city hall uh, steps and, and sitting with mayors, all this kind of stuff, I thought that it would have gone before me. I thought that, quote, unquote, my people would have seen some of what I'd done before um, last weekend, mm-hmm. you know. And so in that regard, are you hurt? Are, are, yes, yeah, so there's some hurt. It was like, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. wait a minute. You guys don't even know who I am. I've I've wrote an entire album, Let Freedom Rain, and you didn't listen. So it made me wonder, you know, who is at these sold-out shows? You know, who who is giving me these standing ovations? Did they have any idea what I was saying in these lyrics? Mm -hmm. Did Spike Lee even listen to Black Girl Magic? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that part of me was hurt. I I felt like, um, you know, maybe all I've done over the years uh, hasn't been really listened mm-hmm. the way I listened to the way I thought it had been. Mm-hmm. You know better than anyone else, and like you said, you turned your phone off. How are Chrisettites, those people who you felt were loyal to you, ride or die with you? Um, what are they saying to you now, and how are they responding uh, to you? Are they still uh, they're still with you? Yeah, like I said, we started NoPoliticalGenius.com, and people have been writing in with all kinds of support. Uh, we've garnered a bunch of uh, incredible film and editing talent, writing talent um, to really get this quote-unquote show on the road. Um, this time around, 
I'm going to take action. Um, this time around, I'm going to keep the, con- the conversation going mm-hmm. um, and, 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 and really bring people together. I think we hear a lot of yelling and shouting right now, uh, but I don't know if anybody really knows what the person next to them thinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so through uh, mass media, television, uh, online, and social media, uh, we'll get that conversation started at nopoliticalgenius.com. Right. Uh, they're supportive. I'm, I'm appreciative. All right. You mentioned uh, that they didn't know who you were with all the work that you've done preceding this. Uh, if you were speaking one-on-one with someone who challenged you on your performance at the inauguration, what would you say to them? You said, you know, knowing who you are. Who is Chrisette Michelle moving forward past this this inauguration? Who are you? She's a, she's a small black-owned business um, that, that, that hires uh, other African-American uh, people. Um, and and I don't I don't know if anybody is thinking about how big of a deal it is for a young black girl to have her own record label signed by Capitol Records. I think we're kind of forgetting who's paving the way for who. And so if if we kind of ignore the people who are pushing against the envelope and, and are standing on the edge of the cliff, then, then we kind of don't even know what a trailblazer is anymore. I think we've lost respect for community leaders and, and for the people who care about us. Um, and, and so, you know, if you wanted to take a look at my history, you can. And if you don't, um, you know, I worry for you because because I don't know if you're you're looking at your own people uh, from a non-judgmental perspective and more of a um, bring this together perspective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's 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 a difficult time. All right, all right. Chrisette Michelle is my guest. Thank you so much. You mentioned Spike Lee in this. Uh, have you had an opportunity to speak with Spike since? His decision to uh, possibly use you, not use you, uh, in his uh, Netflix project. I'm definitely not worried about the song, but I would love to have a conversation with one of our our leaders. I recognize not Spike Lee. Are you interested in speaking with Spike? Are you interested in speaking with Spike at all? No, that's what that's what I just said. Yeah, I I I, I recognize the the leadership in mm-hmm. Spike Lee. Okay, and and the the baton. That, that Spike Lee has, um, you know, he created so much of the art for change uh, that inspired us young artists. And, and I would love to talk with him. I, I'm not worried about my song being in his, his mm-hmm. film. At all, all, right. all right. You know, I had never I had never spoken to him about my song being in a film. I'm not really sure how he conjured that up. But, you know. <laughs> so that wasn't all truth when he said <laughs> that he's a, so there, there was not even a conversation about you being a part of that project. I don't uh-huh. know uh, Spike Lee personally. Uh, we've, mm-hmm. we've met each other in passing. I'd sing at an event with him at Lincoln Center in New York City, mm-hmm. uh, but that was about all uh, okay. he and I. All right. All right. Yeah. Chrisette Michelle is my guest. In closing, what is it that you want to share? Uh, you know what? Uh, join the conversation over at nopoliticalgenius.com. There are hundreds of, of young, uh, excited uh, people who, who really just want to begin a new conversation in the country and, and move forward. Uh, it's a scary, strange time. None of us feel like we're in America right now. We're afraid of the possibility of a dictatorship. Um, but it's it's where we all live, and we got to live here together. Yeah. Bye. All right. Thank you so much. That is Cassette Michelle. Appreciate you joining me. Join me each and every Sunday morning uh, with the most compelling guest. We call it Headlines at 7 a.m. And, of course, have your ears on tomorrow at 3. My name is Frankie Darcel for my guest and produced by Darrell. Appreciate you so much. We're 105.3 WDAS. 
Thank you for joining us for this edition of Headlines with Frankie Darcel. The comments and opinions expressed on the show are those of the guest and not of iHeartMedia or the management of 105.3 WDAS-FM. Join us again next Sunday at 7 a.m. for another compelling hour of topics important to you on Headlines with Frankie Darcel. 105.3 WDAS-FM, Philadelphia. Now HD Digital. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.